Welcome to New Life. I'm Pastor David Kufal. We're located at 1021 South Center Street. And my only question for you is, why are you there instead of here? <laughs> we, no, I'm just, we're so glad that you come and visit with us every week um, by Facebook or YouTube. And we're glad that you join with us. But I'm telling you, if you live in the Wapiton, North Dakota area, that means Breckenridge, Lisbon, you know, just, a, just, below, just below the border. You should come over here and worship Jesus with us, learn about Jesus. I'll tell you what, there's nothing like learning about Jesus with other Christians. And so we would love to have you come. Sundays, we have Sunday school at 9 for all ages. 10 o'clock is church. And then Wednesdays at 6. And then, of course, every day with coffee break, and then we come with the sermon every week as well. And I want, I'm trying to figure out some things for you who watch online so that you can be, experience more of Jesus. Because that's what it's all about. And with right doctrine. And that's what we want to have for you. And so God bless you. We're glad you're here with us today. And we feel like you're right here with us. You might be sitting there, but we feel like you're right here in the room with us. And so we're so glad that you joined us today. So, now this, and then I'll come back with the preaching. Okay, praise the Lord. Did we put the long one on today? Oh, okay, okay. I thought we put the long one on today. You can, if you want to see the long one we have, you've got to go to our website, and it is so cool. I Speak Jesus is there um, for our, our broadcast we do, I'll Fly Away. And so um, it's really fun. If you haven't gone online and checked out our tag, um, you'll enjoy it because uh, we... we Corey picked I'll Fly Away um, as a, an inside blessing to some of our folks in church who just enjoy. Um, and Anyway, that points to the old days. But we are, we are waiting for Jesus to come again. Amen? And uh, we are the remnant that Jesus is coming for. And I am excited about that. Today, I want to... This is our stewardship day. Um, being good stewards. Hello? And um, I got a couple of people who are out sick today, but that's okay. I'm hoping that they'll watch this or um, somebody will make sure they watch it because this is good stuff. The reason why I want people to see this is because there's something about being a good steward which will make you, which will cause you to be being cheerful and blessed. Everybody here would like to be cheerful, right? Nobody likes to be a crabby person, um, and, um, except maybe Bodie. But nobody likes to be a crabby person. Everybody enjoys being cheerful, right? And, um, and everybody enjoys being blessed. And that's what I want to talk to us about, is being cheerful and blessed. No, this is not a Christmas message. This is something that all good Christians, I, I, was, I saw a clip from Billy Graham the other day, and he actually spoke not I'm being cheerful and blessed, but he talked about being good stewards. And he said, in only a way Billy Graham can say, if you are a Christian, uh, you know, and he went on from there. 
and it was a good clip, a good reminder. But here, let's get into the word. I'm not going to be trying to be Billy Graham. Years ago, I used to be compared to Billy Graham. They said I looked like him. I don't know. I thought that I took it as a compliment, but I, you know, of course, at one time I used to be a lot skinnier too. But Luke 6:38 says, I won't tell you else who else I was compared to. And I was, <laughs> anyway, give. Luke 6:38 says, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together running over will be put into your lap. Ooh. Um, ladies, the old days, you, you, you go to glean the fields and you, they, they would pull up their skirt like this because they had another skirt under it. They would pull it up like this and being put into your lap, they would fill it up and they would give you as much as you can contain. God wants to give you as much as you contain and then you would carry it home like this. Because, you know, that way you didn't have to have a bushel with you. You had your skirt. And you would carry it like this, the women. The men didn't have that. Well, yeah, they wore the robes. But if they lifted it up, you'd see their legs. And they didn't want to show you off their legs. <coughs> For with the measure you use it. Now, here's the secret. For with the measure you use it. It will be measured back to you. I, I wish the Lord would bless me more. I never get. Never. I see all these other Christians getting from God. Well, have you done your part? If you do your part, God will always show up and do his part. Um, Pat Robinson says it's the law of reciprocity. That's a big word. And you're going, the law, what, 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 who's that? Who's reciprocity? Yeah, it means he will give to you because you gave to him. And he's not talking about you giving to him what doesn't belong to him. He's talking about if you will give what belongs to him, he will give you back more than what you gave. Hello? Hmm. You want, you want to get out of your doldrums? Do what God calls you to do. Do what God says you should do. Be obedient to the word of God and you will be blessed. <clears throat> Let's pray. Lord Jesus, help everybody to hear what I have to say today and not tune out because it's about giving. No, it's more about being blessed and being cheerful. Because Lord, you expect us to give as cheerful givers. And Lord, you want to bless us. But so many times we get in our own way and turn off the spigot. Lord, why would, I, why would we want to have a trickle when you want to pour it out? Why would we want to have a little when you want to give us in abundance? Why would we not want it to be, have it given to us in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Why wouldn't we want that put into our laps? Oh, we love you, Lord. Thank you for your anointing today. I pray, Lord, this message will encourage us, Lord, and help us, Lord, to be more cheerful in 2023 and more blessed in 2023. 
as we go ahead and spread the gospel throughout the world in here in Wapiton and Breckenridge. We thank you and we praise you and I thank you for your great anointing today in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you know what it means to be shaken together? Mm. Hey, ladies, you got your skirt up like this or your bushel? Have you ever done this? And, and, and you need to get some more into it? Some of you have ever had to pick apples or whatever. You shake it so the stuff will move down and you can get more in. I bet you do that. I bet you want to get more in so you work it out. We went to Menards yesterday. Lorraine and I did. And we had fun going around Menards watching all these people try to shove things into bags. Well, we're good at getting things into the bag because we keep on reorganizing the bag so we can get more stuff in. We had the bag looking like it was full. I just took things, rearranged it, and boom, all of a sudden we had this much more of the bag to fill up. And we filled it up and filled it up and filled it up. We needed a new clock at home. Well, that clock costs $9.99 before it went into the bag. When we got done with the register, it was just a little bit over $7. I like that. Lorraine picked up something that was worth a dot that she was going to have to pay a dollar for, a little first aid kit for at work, threw it in the bag. It turned out to be, I think, 78 cents, 85 cents, 85. So we wanted to get as much into that bag as possible. So we shook it and got it arranged. I put things down. I got myself a new stocking cap to keep my ears warmer. Bodie got new gloves. I mean, we, we just filled that thing up. We got some cereal, and then Lorraine had to spoil Bodie by throwing stuff in there that Bodie didn't need and threw that in there. And we just had so much fun going around at Menards. And then we had stuff that we couldn't, you know, we couldn't get the pop into the bag, you know. Uh, so that, that we had to do. And, and it was so much fun doing that. But if we would do that to go through a sale to get as much stuff into the bag, why wouldn't we go ahead and do that with the Lord? Right? Why wouldn't we? Why do we keep ourselves from being blessed? Why do we keep ourselves from being cheerful? I, had a, I have a friend in Maine who's a, an evangelist for years. An old holiness preacher. And he preached it hard, and he says, "Why go?" He says, "I hear about your altars filling up at your church. How come I don't see the altars filling up at the revival center?" And we spent, we sat in his car after camp meeting one evening, and we sat in his car and we talked and talked. I don't know what time I got home that night, and I looked at him and I said, "Do you ever preach the benefits of living holy, and how what you're trying to do?" is love on God more and feel his presence more. I've never thought of that. So next time he went out and started preaching his revival meetings, putting up his tent all over northern New England, and we met again at prayer service, and he says, I got to tell you something. I said, what? He says, I took what you said, and I started doing it, and guess what happened? What happened? The altars were full. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? You see, why should we expect anything if we don't, why should we expect anything from God if we don't expect anything of ourselves? If we don't expect ourselves to be obedient, why should we, now, uh, we, we had, 
all of us district overseers had to write a report on our own church, and I'll be sharing that with you in the future. Not this week, because Timey and, um, um, Timey and Jeremy have to be gone for a funeral. So I'll be sharing it in the future with you, um, the report, and it's all about the health of our church and um, our discipleship things. And, go through that thing and the conclusion and everything, and I had to write that. And I, I thought I was all done. I got it all done this week. Sent it off to the bishop. Yay, I got it all done. Here you go, bishop. It's all done for you. I get it back. And he's, thank you for getting this done. And, 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 and this is really helpful because it's going to go to every pastor, and so I can help any of the pastors on my district, on our district here, um, if they need help with it. And it's not that hard. Anyway, he, then he sends me an email. I'm really busy that day. He sends me an email. Can you give me um, a, a quote I can use on this process? You know what? Why should I, why should I say to my bishop, I'll do whatever you need me to do to help you so that we can move forward in our region if I didn't mean it? So he sends me back. So what I did is I sat down while Bodie was busy with schoolwork, and I gave him three different quotes: a short one, a long one, and an in-between one. And I sent it off to him and saying, "I hope this helps." Well, I get the newsletter for the region, for all the passes, what's going on, and it was quite. And guess what? My long one was there. <laughs> now, I wouldn't have expected it if I didn't. I would never have expected the bishop to quote Pastor David Kufall from New Life if I didn't go ahead and first give. We all expect God, Lord, please give me a Schwinn bicycle. Isn't that how our prayers most of the time go? Our prayers need to get deeper than that. Why should we expect God just to bless us if we don't do what God asks us to do? That means living for him, sharing our faith with someone, work, going to work and working as though we're doing it as unto the Lord instead of just for Burger King. Uh, I got somebody who works at Burger King, and she's a good worker. And, and so it has to be, because I hear these stories coming out of Burger King sometimes, how hard it can be the day went. That's when you have to do it unto the Lord on those hard days, right? I got somebody else who works over at the museum. And you don't want to hear the stories that come out of that museum. It's, it, <laughs> But besides that, all the stories that come out of this, that museum is all history anyway. <laughs> There's a blessing of giving. There is really a blessing to giving and of giving. If we would realize this, it would make us so cheerful... It really would because, oh my word, there's a blessing to giving. I'm happy because God is blessing me. Ooh. And we would be going, God did it. God did it. God did it. And sometimes he'll even make Satan pay for it. 
Let us look at what we get when we give today. Hmm? We've already been talking about that. I've already done that, going through that verse before we even got here. But look at that return on our giving. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. So the blessing he gives you will be measured back to you with how you use it. And do you give to God? Look at that return. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your life. Oh, wait a sec, we didn't talk about the running over. The parts that it starts spilling over because so much has been poured out to you. You're going to have to have a little friend there picking it up. And you can give it to your friend because it's spilling over anyway. And then God will bless you even more because you're giving. Right? What, and so here's my question to you to think about as we go through this sermon today. What is the measure you use? What is the measure you use in your giving? Do you just go ahead and give God his token thing? I remember watching Reba. And, and, and her son-in-law was going through a rough time. And they wanted to drag him to church and make the preacher make him behave. Well, she got a letter from the preacher saying it's okay. And he says, how did you get this letter for me? Because everybody was driving him nuts. Because the preacher wanted him to do it because he wanted to do it, not because he was being coerced to do it, right? And so she says, well, I expect something for the $20 I just throw in the plate every week. Hmm. Just $20 a week in your Reba? Now, that's no indictment of Reba. That was what was written in the script. Remember, the same guy who writes for Tim Allen for his TV shows also, and for the Golden Girls is also the same guy who wrote for Reba. I bet you didn't know that. Why do you think most of those shows are always together? Because it's the same guy. He did Home Improvement, Last Man Standing, the other two shows. Yeah, showrunner. But I like to use God's measurement. And what is God's measurement? He made it simple for us. He, he didn't want us, he doesn't use the standard system. Boy, boy, Bodhi was going, huh, metric system so easier than the sta English standard system with all those fractions and stuff. You know, the uh, metrics is so easy. And God did it the same way, 10. 10. Everybody can figure out 10%. Because all you have to do is move the decimal one time. And you now, now know it. You move it to the left. Oh, you move it to the left. So if it's $100, you just move the decimal point one place, and it's what? $10. So $10 belongs to God, and you get to keep how much? 90 Wait a second. So that ain't bad. So if you get $200, what does it become now? 20. Very good. You, you, you're getting the math. Right, Bodie? It's that simple, right? You just move the decimal in place, and you got it. He was amazed. It doesn't matter if he's multiplying by 100 or 10 or a million. You just put all the zeros down, and you go one times whatever it is, and you write that in front of it, and you're done. So easy. 
God makes it that simple. And he says, if you will do your part, I will do my part. Isn't that cool? That make, boy, that makes me cheerful. Listen to what God loves a cheerful giver. Listen to what he says in second, what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 9, 6. And I love how this starts. The point is this. Isn't that how the scripture starts? The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will what? Reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap what? Bountifully. So how are, we, how are you sowing? What are the returns? If, it's this simple. If you sow sparingly, which means, are you holding back? You will reap sparingly. But if you sow bountifully, that's your tithes and offerings, you will reap bountifully. And I love the fact that not only do most of you tithe, but you also have an offering to help out our missionary and those kids and those people on the river, the Amazon River Basin. And look at the results of your giving. How many people have gotten saved over the years because we are helping out our missionary down there in the Amazon River Basin, taking people out of darkness and bringing them to Jesus Christ. That's because you not only tithe, but you give your offering because you want to sow bountifully. And he says, if you re sow bountifully, you will also reap bountifully. Back into our original thing that Jesus said in Luke 6, 38. And then he says in verse 7, Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, Paul's telling us each of us must decide in their own heart what they'll give. So you must decide what you're going to give. Do you want us? I want to just give my token and just reap sparingly. Nope. Others are going to say, nope, I want everything God can give me because I want to be like that lady. God did it. God did it. God. Do you think that little lady got what she got because she was a, she sowed sparingly? Now, she was faithful in her prayer life, faithful in her giving. She was faithful in her church attendance like you all are. And so when God went ahead and answered her, she wasn't a wealthy woman. She probably was like that widow with her widow's might, but she gave. And what did God do? He filled her pantry because God did it. God did it. God did it. She didn't choose it. And he didn't use another church member, did he? No, he used that atheist next door who wanted to prove his point and actually failed at it. Boy, I knew that joke was going to go over well with you last week. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch last week's sermon. And then verse 8 and 9 says, And God is able. That's, so you need to determine before. Doris used to say, she says she learned this from one of the pastors. Don't write out your check during church. Remember those days when we come to church and we just write out, remember writing checks? Some of you still do. And, and, and she says she learned 
for one of the pastors not to write out her check during church, but have it pre-prepared before she came to church because it was more that she had to think about it and decide what her and John were going to give. And so she would write out that check and have it all ready. But Doris already knew. You knew Doris. How many, how many did of you had Doris when you were a young Christian have her show up at your house because she was the clerk of the church show up at the, your house and teach you about tithing you know the greatest thing I had all those years that Doris was still alive while I was pastor of the church I never had to go around talking to people about tithing I never really had to pre preach on it because she'd go from door to door and she'd preach on it she'd go to people's houses and do it Grandpa Green was the same way over at the assemblies he did the same thing because guess who taught it to him? Doris. <laughs> I love the his I, I, I love the DNA from our church. Because it's been good DNA. Because everybody who's gone from our church has taken good doctrine with them and taught it to others. Don't you love that? Don't can't you just praise God for that? Hallelujah. <sighs> Now listen to what 8 and 9 says. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 says. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. This is still talking about, Paul's still talking about giving here. Abound to you. So that having all... Have you complained to God that you wish that you had more sufficiency in your life? That he just provide more? So you'd have all sufficiency in your life. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Can you understand? God is able. If we would just do our part, he's going to show up. He is able. He never leaves you lacking. He says, I will supply all that you need according to my riches in heaven. If we would just do our part. And when we realize that God is able to make us a cheerful giver, let's go back to the, the, put that back up on the screen there for the folks at home. As it is written, he has distributed, what? Freely. He has given to the poor. Some of you are in that boat. His righteousness endures forever. Mm. Are you looking closely at what that verse says? And Paul's talking about giving in this section. His, his righteousness endures forever. What did Jesus say to us? Before he left this earth, I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. That's a promise. And if we would just get closer to Jesus. Now, now I like what Billy Graham said the other day on that clip. It wasn't just about tithing of our money. He says we need to tithe our time in prayer, in reading our Bibles, and sharing the good news with someone else. That's tithing because we're not only given blessings from the lord monetarily but we are given blessings of the lord every day when we wake up and it's called time 
You know, the older we get, time goes faster, doesn't it? <laughs> you know why? If you would just realize there's only 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. It don't let, take long to get through 52 weeks. The reason why it was so long when we were kids, we didn't have the care of the world. We, we could care less about time, except it was time to go to bed and I don't want to. Isn't that right, Carol? Time to go to bed, and she stays up all night. <laughs> and then she wonders why she can't wake up in the morning. Karen, I'm so tired, I don't know. What's wrong with your mama? It's because you stayed up all night. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the conversations. And the cat just looks at you and goes, Ah. Just shakes its head and says, you didn't have to stay up with me. <laughs> uh, that's why you take so many cat naps, right? <laughs> uh, you're a lot better than you used to be. It's so easy to get your days and nights mixed up, right? Especially the older we get. Seems like we don't need as much sleep. We were so used to working so hard, right? So we were weary by the time we put our heads down, and then we retire. Mm. But it's more blessed to give than receive, Jesus said. Let's first look at Malachi 3.8. Malachi 3.8 says, Will a man rob God? You've heard this a lot. Yet you are robbing me, God says. But you say, how have we robbed you? And what does God answer? In your tithes and your contributions. So let us, how about we do this? Let us just give to God what belongs to him. Do you really want to be known as a robber? Wait a second, which commandment is that? We, 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 last week we were studying the Ten Commandments during Sunday school. What commandment is that? Thou shall not what? Steal. Uh-oh, that shouldn't be said of a child of God. Right? You have robbed me. But God, I haven't robbed you. What are you talking about? How can I rob you? You're in heaven, I'm here. No, you've robbed me. How do we do that, Lord? He says, in your tithes and your contributions. See, I want you to be cheerful and blessed. I don't want anybody to call you a robber. I don't want anybody to call you a thief. I don't want anybody talking like that about you guys, or me, you guys. I sound like somebody from the South Side. I don't want that for you. I want you, I want you to be known as cheerful. I want you to be known as blessed. I want you to be known as my beloved, as God would say. So let's give to God what belongs to him. Aren't you? Hey, let me ask you a question. Those who just started tithing, it was a long road, and you started tithing. Have you come to the place where you don't miss it? Your tithe? Have you come to a place where you don't miss it? 
I'll tell you what the greatest blessing is when you start, when you finally, you're in the rhythm of tithing and you're given to the Lord and all of a sudden you realize, I don't miss it. I, 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 wait a second. I don't need that to pay a bill. I, I, wait a second. I, boy, this feels good. And, and, and then you get to a place where I can't imagine not giving it. I just can't imagine not doing it. I, I've even had a couple, only less than a handful of times where I didn't get paid by you all. And I wrote out my tithe anyway. Now that's not me bragging and I don't want to lose my blessing with the Lord, but I did anyway because it's become part of me. It's become what I do. And, I, and my attitude is, how can I be blessed if I don't? I'm just telling you what I do, how God has blessed my, me and my family. Let's look at what Jesus talks about in Matthew 22, 21. And I, I had the whole sermon done and I had to go back and put this in. They said, this is where they're questioning Jesus, should we pay taxes? And they said, Jesus asked them, well, whose, coin, whose image is on the coin? Okay, that's the whole, you've known this, so I figured I didn't need to go through the whole thing. They said, whose image is on the coin? And they said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Therefore, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God. You see here, God, Jesus is telling us to do two things. Pay our taxes. Second of all, pay our time. How do I know that? You know what the... You know what render means? It's not give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, give to God what belongs to God. No, render is deeper than that in the Greek. You know what render means? Take care of your obligation. When you have children, what are you obliged to do for your children? You're obligated to feed them. You're obligated to give them a bed to sleep in. You're obligated to put clothes on their back. That's your obligation. You're obligated to make sure they get an education so they can speak well and be a good citizen, right? Know Jesus and serve him all the days of their life. You're obligated, as the Bible talks about, that's an obligation we have to raise our children in the way they should go, and when they become old, they will not depart from it, right? It's our obligation. Our obligation is to pay our taxes. And most of you here don't even pay taxes. Or federal taxes. Do you know 40% of, 45% of Americans don't pay any federal taxes, but they get back from the federal government all the time? Or something they didn't pay in? Did you know that? Started with George Bush. 40%. It's the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's okay because people don't make much they keep, you know 
I don't have a problem with that. If that's how they want to set up the rules, I don't have a problem with that at all. But take care of your obligation. That's what render means. Isn't that interesting? Hmm? Boy, it got awful quiet in here. But the majority of you are paying your tithe. So if Satan's trying to make you feel guilty, tell him to shut up. If the Lord is convicting you, say, okay, Lord, I can do better. Uh, here's the difference between conviction and guilty. Making you feel guilty. Conviction is just there to change your behavior. And you'll feel like changing your behavior. Guilty, condemnation, which makes you feel guilty, just makes you feel guilty. Look, look at you. Look how lousy you are, is what Satan's trying to whisper to you. Tell him to shut up. You're a child of God. You belong to God the Father. Jesus sacrificed himself so you could be saved. Don't listen to Satan. Listen to God. Do what you know is right, and you will be blessed. But if you know to do something that is right, and you do it, don't do it, that is sin to you, according to James. So let's just serve the Lord with gladness and be cheerful. My word. Did you ever see Tiny get cheerful? It's a sight to behold. You can't stop her from talking when she's cheerful. Isn't that right? I mean, she will talk your ear off when she is so cheerful. Oh, hallelujah. And then when, but the difference is with her sister Karen, when she gets che cheerful, she just looks like the Cheshire cat. <laughs> That's the difference between the two. Right? I just want you to be cheerful. This is the whole point of this message going into 2023. But before I go on, I just have to let you know, will you tell your congressman, congresswoman, your senators, will you write to them and tell them not to touch your money and reject the new reset? I like the way that Alvin King dressed to church today. He looks good. But you know what? You know what the plan is by 2023, 2050? That you can't buy more than three outfits, brand new outfits a year. That's all you're allowed. You know what the plan is that they have? That all you can do is live off of each day 1,200 calories. You're not allowed more than that. And you will not be allowed to buy any ice cream because you won't be allowed to have dairy products. Because you know cows cause climate change. And you will not be able to eat real meat by then because you'll have to eat that fake meat. Um, that doesn't sound like the America that we were born into. So tell them, don't do it. You see what they need, we need to join together with our um, our black and brown brothers and sisters who've been telling them already, do not touch our greenbacks. We need to be joining with our brothers and sisters and saying we are one. Did you know that? Did you know that? What is our nationality? Not our race. America's never supposed to be about race. 
Did you know that we have only one nationality in this country? Do you know what it is? We're American. That's our nationality. So why are we, why are we dividing ourselves? We're one. We are one in the spirit. We are one. We are one. We are one in the... I, I, listened, I listened to a little blurb of, of Martin Luther King's sermon today. Oh, was it good! Man, he could preach. I didn't, I've never really heard him preach. I've heard his, I got a dream speech. But this is from him standing in the pulpit preaching. Boy, was it good. Just a little snippet. And I'm thinking, I got to get a hold of the rest of that sermon. And you know what he was talking, you know what he ended up talking against that little snippet? Dividing people because of race and color. Because we are one. It's his birthday, you know, we're, we're taking the day off tomorrow because of it, right? It's his holiday tomorrow. Had to bring him up, didn't I? So let's remember Jesus' words to us. Acts 20.35 says, In all things I have shown you, Paul saying, that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak. And remember the words of our Lord Jesus. How he himself said, we've all heard this, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Acts 20, 35. Do you know what? For most daddies on Christmas morning, it's not about them getting. Most fathers on Christmas morning, they can't wait to watch their family open up the presents that they worked hard to buy. They can't wait to see their wife's face light up and their children being grateful for all the blessings they just received. Because it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I bet you, you moms out there, that you feel almost the same way, but in a different way about it. So let's be givers. Let's be givers of our time and of our treasure. And let's do it with a cheerful heart. Knowing that our God will not fail us because he's never failed me and I know he'll never, never, never fail you for I am with you always Jesus said even unto the end of the age oh hallelujah I am so glad that he told us that in here let us pray oh Lord Jesus Help us to take these words to heart and let them become real. Not because somebody's being coerced, but because they want to be cheerful in their giving and cheerful in their telling and cheerful in their living because they're being so blessed. Oh, Lord, it's not easy living in this world, but when we are obedient to your word, you make us, you help us get through. 
and you provide. You always provide what we need, especially when we're obedient to you. Help us, Lord, to take this year and be obedient in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, and we glorify your name. Hallelujah, Jesus' name. I'm going to be doing something with you in a moment that the Lord just told me to do, in a moment. But first, I want to talk to those at home. If you don't have a church that you've been able to tithe to, and you would like to do that here at New Life, just go over to our website, www.wapetonnewlife, so you've got to put both ends in there, .org. And when you go over there, just go over and click on the button that says Tithely. And once you have that set up, it's easy to give your tithe. And it will be securely set. And I don't care if it's just $5, $10, or your whole tithe. If you'd like to help us out with that so that we can keep on bringing you good, sound Word of God, we'd love to have you join with us. And... Uh, we want you to be blessed. Also, for those who are here, Tithely has come out with their new app that you can actually just text your tithe in. Because some of you use Tithely and you have to go through the whole app. Um, they have a, a new part of the app and you can just text and it'll pay, you'll be able to pay much faster than going through the whole app. And so they're always looking for ways to make it easier for you. Okay? But the one, why we use Tithely, it is secure. So secure. And because we want to, we look for everything that makes things secure during COVID, and we found Tithely. So if you want to join with us and do that, we would love for you to do that and help us to keep bringing you these wonderful, wonderful um, times in the Lord. And because I want to see you be blessed and cheerful. So if you don't have a place that you've been tithing to and giving to, we ask you if you would help us out here and join with us. And um, because... In the future, I want to go ahead and tell you how to become a member of our virtual church. And you can become a member of the church here through the virtual end of things in our church because we believe church membership is important. We come together. Now, one of the things you might say to me, well, I'm already saved. My name is the book of life. But God wants us to be joined together with a body of believers. And we, we feel like you are part of us. And we love you, and we are grateful that you come each and every week. So you, that's something for you, a challenge for you who are watching on YouTube or on Facebook this morning. We love you. Uh, hey, I never usually ask you for anything except come and hear about Jesus. And I love our one-on-one -on -one time at Coffee Break each and every day. Hey, God bless you. We, I will see you next time.